1: You are listening to The Next Best Picture Podcast, and this is my interview with the star for Triangle of Sadness, Dolly DeLeon.
0: So, is this runway casting for a grumpy brand or a smiley brand? So it's a grumpy brand, yeah. Congratulations! Show me that Balenciaga look. Suddenly I'm dressed in something way less expensive. It's H&M Yay! Balenciaga and HM, Balenciaga and h It looks paid for the tickets. Not bad, huh? So <laughs> what do you do? I sell shit. The success of a luxury cruise mainly depends on you. I don't want to hear anybody saying no. It's always yes
2: sir, yes ma'am!
0: I command you, enjoy the moment no. No?
1: No. <laughs> what? You say no to me? No, no. Oh,
0: so it's yes? It, yeah, no. Yes? Go in! Yes! <laughs> the sails. Do you think it's possible to wash them? I don't think that's possible, ma'am, because this is a motorized vessel. Yeah. So we don't have any sails. It was sails. Yes. Well, then, in that case, we will clean the sails. Yes. Of course, yes. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's to love. To love.
1: To
0: love. Too little. Oh, no. The Russian capitalist. (laughs) <laughs> and an American communist oh. on a two hundred and fifty million dollar luxury yacht. Hey, hey. <laughs> the ship is going under. What the world?
2: really bad this is really really bad
1: all right dolly thank you so much for joining me here today on the next best picture podcast to talk about your role in ruben oslin's palm d'Or winning film triangle of sadness
2: thank you for having me matt i'm so excited to talk about the film
1: Absolutely. I mean, this has got to be just like such a whirlwind, especially going to Cannes and having it start off with its world premiere winning the most prestigious film prize uh, in the entire world, catapulting it uh, towards Neon, purchasing it, and then it now being released uh, in cinemas this weekend. And audiences are responding so much to the film's crazy um, scathing (laughs) wild screenplay but you're a huge huge part of why the movie works so I want to talk about your character but but specifically I want to first ask how did you land the role of Abigail what was it like getting the screenplay and then realizing how crucial she would be to the events of Triangle of Sadness
2: uh, I first heard about Abigail through a friend called Jake Makapagal. He was approached by the casting director of Platform Production that that's the product, production company of Triangle of Sadness. And they sent me just three sides and like a gist of the of the whole film. So the three sides were when Abigail gives out the food to the people on the island and when she's in the in the boat with Carl and the third is when Carl and Nelson Fall asleep, and the fire dies, and they steal some pretzel sticks. so those were the three sizes that I had with me, and I knew the gist of the story, so reading that alone, I already knew that this was really very important work that that and very significant and relevant to our times. So that alone was already very exciting for me, but because I don't do very well in auditions, I wasn't really you know even hoping that I would get it. I just went there to. For the experience, and I mean, I could never forgive myself for missing a Ruben Osland audition, so I had to go, even if I thought that I would, I wouldn't make it. So when I got there to the audition, and um, I think they held auditions for three or four days, and they met with probably forty or fifty actresses.
0: Wow!
2: So immediately I was intimidated by that, right? And then after that, I found out that uh, we were down to five. So. And then Ruben asked for a meeting for each one of us, a one-on-one meeting, just to see, you know, if we could communicate with him because, you know, he's Swedish, I'm Filipino, so there's a language barrier. But it went well. Our My interview with him went really well. I did a little trick that I read in a book for an, on a how to make it to audition. So I used that little trick. And I think it worked because... He chose me, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, when I, but but before that, I was really, you know, because I'm a prayer, prayerful person, I really pray when, you know, I, when I need help, and I was really, when I was down to the top five, I really, I thought, okay, I have a shot, I have a good chance, so, please let me get this, I promise. And, you know, I negotiated a lot of stuff. I promised, like, I'll be good. I'll promise I'll never do this and that, (laughs) you know. I negotiated with God, if you will. And I got it, so that's it. And the filming uh, was a totally different experience. It added even more to the excitement of playing Abigail.
0: Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis.
1: What was the audition trick? If you don't mind me asking.
2: <laughs> okay, the audition trick. I read it in a book of Ivana Chabak. Okay, she mm-hmm. she's a she's an acting coach. So of course I have to give her credit because it's her idea. And she says that when whenever anyone any actor goes to an audition, you hardly have time to interact with the director. Because they just make you do the scene and that's it. And they ask you a few questions about yourself and you're done. But for that little time that you have with the director, you have to... (laughs) Now Ruben's going to find out. he doesn't know about this. (laughs) So you have to look at the auditioner and think in your head that you're making mad love with them. (laughs) 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 And she says in the book that somehow... They will never know you're thinking that, but it'll come out in your eyes that you're looking at them like you're so attracted to them. And, you know, you're really in a heated, passionate moment with them. And it will translate into them as charm.
0: Okay.
2: I think it worked.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's funny because I'm thinking also about the audition scenes in the movie that the models have to go through as well. So this is all. It's amazing how many, like, little tricks there are in the book, I suppose, right?
2: (laughs) Yes, and we have to do whatever trick we can do just to get that part, yeah.
1: So, your character is, for a large chunk of the movie, in the background. Uh, Deliberately, I would say, too, because Abigail is somebody who, to those characters, to that world, is a background character. She's not important to any of them. And then when, um, for lack of a better term, shit hits the fan and there are certain uh, abilities and instincts that she possesses that the rest of them do not for basic survival she becomes the de facto leader essentially so i'm curious to know if there were ever any other scenes in the first and second acts of that movie with abigail or was everything that was included in the movie everything that you shot
2: for that first part, for the I mean for the for part two, there were no deleted scenes as far as I'm concerned, but mm-hmm. there in terms of filming. But in the script, originally Abigail is supposed to be in that slide when they slide down.
1: Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yes. So she's supposed to be a part of that. Um, and there's also a deleted scene that we didn't even film, just Ruben took it out of the script, but it was there initially that Carl's in the gym working out and Abigail's cleaning you know, the machines and looking at him in a funny way. So he took that out. And then if you notice, in, when they're cleaning the the dining hall and one of the workers puts on her her headphones and she's cleaning the piano, originally that's supposed to be Abigail. Ah. But Ruben said, I really want to make Abigail, Abigail as nondescript as possible, not to be recognized as much as possible so that when she comes in the third act, there's more impact and people are caught off guard. Where, where was she? And yeah, check yourself. Yeah, why didn't yeah. you notice know, her? Because no one does. She's mm. invisible. No one treats her with any kind of importance. So I felt kind of bad when Ruben decided to use another actress to replace me for that. But watching the film, yeah, it really worked so much better that Abigail is hardly seen. Even in that scene when she's with Carl and Yaya knocking on their door, you just see her profile. You never see my full face there. So that's another thing that Ruben did on purpose so that you just tend to think that oh, here's an extra, okay she's just going to knock, nondescript we're never going to see her again and
1: yeah. it worked. There's a scene where Abigail goes for a hike uh, uh, and I was curious to know because it looks hot and it looks really treacherous uh, the ground uh, that you're uh, walking along uh, I'm, I'm curious to know uh, how much of that did Ruben Uh, Put you through the ringer on, or was that just sheer acting on your part?
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was not acting. You know, every. (laughs) (laughs) sorry to disappoint you guys you think I'm so great no most of the time I wasn't really acting I mean Ruben would make us jog in place actually for the lead actors Carl uh, for Harris and Shelby he would make them do push-ups and I told on my first day he made me do push-ups I can't do push-ups I'll do jumping jacks (laughs) so before every take we would I would do jumping jacks and shadow boxing just to keep the energy up and walking through that jungle there were actual thorns there Um, But they tried to clear it. You know, they did. They really made the clear path for us. They tried to make it safe for us. But, you know, you can't help it. There's A little thorn will get in the way. And we did have some real scratches there. Nothing serious. They healed really well. And I have no complaints about that. I'm okay with that.
1: The location also looks gorgeous. You know, you can't beat a real location.
2: Yes, it's a real beach, a real island. Really, that part was really deserted. And we had one scene where um Shelby and I were walking through a very dense bush area uh upward so it was pretty steep we were climbing up and the whole time we were climbing up I just kept saying you know can I can I can I curse here in your podcast
1: yes of course (laughs) yeah I would say
2: puta puta because that's how I curse you know I say oh puta puta you know every time I hit something and Shelby would say fuck 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 so they were like Telling us, oh my God, we're gonna we're gonna have such a hard time with the sound mixing because you you guys keep cursing, <laughs> but that didn't even make it to the film because when Ruben was editing, the film was too long, so he had to cut out a lot of scenes. There's also mm-hmm. another scene where we're literally climbing a rock, the face of a rock, and they yeah. use doubles for that, real climbers.
1: I want to uh, end here by asking about uh, the final scene of the movie, Um, and for those who haven't seen the movie yet, I want to issue a spoiler warning here, because it's a two-part question. Uh, One is the real-life tragedy, unfortunately, of uh, Charlie's passing, and uh, what it was like working with her, Uh, but then also, two, having the final scene of the movie between the two of you, uh, what is going on in Abigail's mind, from your perspective,
0: Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.
2: Working with Shelby was a dream. She was great. She was a great human being. She was sweet, thoughtful, kind, caring, and she was like my... She was like my... She was kind of like my crutch when we were filming because I would always go to her if ever I needed any kind of moral support or any kind of emotional support, you know, to help me through that thing. Because I was there for six weeks and away from the family and it does things to your head, you know. So, But she was there the whole time, very supportive. And she was really a great friend. She's really a, a blessed soul. And working with her in that scene, she was also very supportive because... That was that scene was not easy to film, and she was there the whole time cheering me on and, you know, encouraging me. And because um, Abigail goes through a real dilemma in that scene, she has to decide uh, in her head. You know, that's what's going on in my head when I while I was doing it, that I love this person. I love Yaya. She's become a friend of mine, but because of the circumstances of what happened to the island, that I got in between her and Carl. And that really breaks Abigail's heart. So she's at the same time thinking of her own welfare. Her, you know, she's she's also being a little selfish in this scene. But at the same time, thinking, um, should I do this? I don't want to, you know, inflict pain on another human being. And this person, Yaya, is very dear to me. So that's really a real huge dilemma that's going on in her head. A conflict that's happening, and she can't really handle it. So what she decides eventually would depend on where you are as an audience, where yeah. you are as a person, and it, and I think that's the beauty of the film. It really it, it opens up a lot of discussions and it it opens up a question to yourself, what kind of person am I? Why would I think that Abigail would do this? Why would I think she wouldn't? And that poses a lot of questions to us as human beings.
1: Do you regret not going on the uh, water slide? I'm curious.
2: No, I don't regret it. It's so cold. (laughs) That water is freezing. No, I don't regret it. I don't regret not going. It still (laughs) looked
1: like a very uh, fun and lively set with a great cast too. So everybody, I'm sure uh, just, you know, like you said, exotic location that you're shooting in and uh, with so many wonderful people to work with, it just looked like a very lively atmosphere.
2: They are. They're really great. All of them are very generous, loving human beings, and I had the best time of my life filming Triangle of Sadness with them. It was the best. Even the crew, the Greek crew, the Swedish crew, they were all great. They were all cool people. I love them.
1: Amazing. Uh, can you tell us what you have coming up next in the future? I know, especially once our listeners uh, get a chance to see this movie, they're all going to be dying to know what you have coming up.
2: Well, I have um, Itimakpupukau. It's a film that we're it's a Cinemalaya entry. Cinemalaya is a, is a, it's one of the, it's a top uh, independent film festival that we have every year. Um, So it's coming out next year. And another one is Keys to Your Heart, which is, uh, it's going to be a film based on the Korean film also, Keys to Your Heart. And I, I play, I play the mother. So I'm not really sure where that's coming out. Most likely Netflix. So hopefully people watch it.
1: Amazing. Well, I hope that we see more of you and i I imagine we will over the next couple of weeks as uh you know the release of the film award season of course then there's things like you know the film rolling out on the streaming and physical media so the journey is going to keep continuing for triangle of sadness and well beyond of course award season as well with your career uh but i want to let you know personally that we're rooting for you uh, in this year's award season conversation. We really love your character and the work that you did here to bring Abigail to life. So thank you very much, Dolly. Thank uh, and you. Fa- and thank you for the time here too.
2: Thank you very much, Matthew. But can I add just one short thing? Sure. It's really great that this film is getting a lot of recognition for awards and all of that. But what's mm-hmm. really important to me is that I have a lot of friends who are professors in a film, film, in film courses and they mm-hmm. all want to teach this this film and to me that's most important that we're showing students and young learners young filmmakers you know the 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 filming process that this whole film went through and to me that's really important
1: that's great you know what actually it kind of leads into the final thing i'll ask before we go here if there's one thing that you would like for people students audiences whatever it is to take away from triangle of sadness what would it be
2: maybe not filmmakers in general but maybe all human beings in general Three as much as you can treat each person you meet with kindness no matter what level they are in society every human is a human being every person has a heart has feelings so give a little extra touch of kindness to every person you meet and always you know work with love around every action that we do and maybe if we all did that we all you know the world would be a much better place
1: I agree great note to end on Dolly thank you so much once again for the time
2: thank you Matt
1: All right. take care
2: you too.
1: Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to my interview with the star from Triangle of Sadness, Dolly DeLeon, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Triangle of Sadness is now playing in theaters from Neon. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time.